0: hi this is bobby burton welcome to on texas football i'm your host i'm a solo today uh guys are uh elsewhere getting on to track meets uh, as well as out of town uh so i wanted to bring you some news uh, and talk about some things that happened yesterday on the 40 acres i i really uh almost exclusively want to talk about one thing and that's moro ojomo uh, the senior defensive tackle out of Katy uh, High School met with uh, the media yesterday afternoon, uh, and uh, I was uh, lucky enough to have heard the uh, the, the audio of it, and uh, I wrote a piece about it on Inside Texas this morning. But I think there's actually more value and more more to discuss uh, as it relates to uh, um, Morrow. Uh, really, the 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 overriding factor. It was a very revealing interview. Uh, he talked about Uh, a lot of different new players' names that are stepping up and things like that that I want to go over. Uh, But really, the the point that I took away from him more than anything was his strong, strong desire to make this Texas team one that turns the corner, uh, one that is not a losing team. Um, You know, he he talked about a lot of different things that he he felt. Uh, One of his quotes that I thought was, uh, you know, very prescient was, The last three years, this is a direct quote, the last three years, there was too much autopilot, personally and I think as a team. I think you sit down, you get mad, and then we go lose another game. Why are we losing? How are we going to change losing? That's not what is going to happen this year. He he was very resolute about it. uh, And when pressed further uh, by reporters yesterday, Ojomo opened up unlike uh, most young men are are even able to. And I always think of the the Bull Durham uh, scenario where Kevin Costner tells or explains to Nick LaLouche how to explain everything in platitudes uh, to the media so that he never gets revealed as a real person. Uh, But Ojomo actually was more like Kevin Costner, he was the, the more introspective adult in the room. Trying to explain his feelings in a, in a very clear way, uh, just a great interview I thought yesterday. Um, but as an example of what Ojomo is trying to do, one of the things he explained is it was a, it was a post-practice scenario, and he was going into the water tank to cool down uh, and and whatnot. And he said that you know that's a time when usually he tries to you know get himself right, get in his own head, get his get some rest. Uh, But he's been going and and sitting next to other players and engage them and and talk them up. And furthermore, what he's doing, he said, uh, he's explained to them, look, I'm not sitting next to you here because I want to sit next to you. I'm sitting here because I want to win so bad. I want us to be a team. I want us to act like a team and play like a team. It's more we than it is me. Um, And, you know, I go back to something that Steve Sarkeesian said. Uh, about Roshan Johnson. Uh, uh, so Coach Sarkeesian said, I could win a lot of games with 11 Roshan Johnsons. That kind of effort, uh, that kind of leadership. Uh, I feel like uh, Moro Ojomo is the same way on a Texas defense that, frankly, in the last couple of years have been, there haven't been many. Uh, other than Joe Osai, who really, I think, led by example. Uh, there haven't been that, that leader, and certainly not a year ago, there wasn't that uh, leader that everyone uh, could rally around, and, and defense was one of those things. Uh, you know, just from listening to the, to the interview, uh, I feel strongly that Moro Ojomo, whether he makes it into the NFL or not, is going to be a success in life. He was a high-character, high-quality interview uh, that is a great representative of the University of Texas, in my opinion. I want to go in uh, to some more specific things he said. It was really interesting. Uh, he talked uh, somewhat about his own development as a player. Uh, and he explained that sometimes he he is very in tune with technique. He likes to try to hone his craft, he said. Uh, and he, he almost was, well, he was introspective. And he said, sometimes I think that holds me back because I'm so technical uh, that uh, it keeps me from just going out there and blowing up the quarterback sometime I'm waiting, I'm making sure the quarterback doesn't run on the, on the fake. I'm just not trying to be utterly disruptive. I'm trying to do what I'm, I'm taught to do and, and play within myself, uh, et cetera. He said, sometimes I think that actually hurts me not make the big sack or what have you. Uh, and so he said, that's something that this season he's actually working uh, to become better on. And, and that also goes to show that's a sign of a leader to me, a guy that's a senior and is still trying to learn. He's not done learning. He's, he's not just uh, getting, doing whatever uh, minimal work needs to be done uh, and to keep his sp- starting spot. He's actually trying to improve. Uh, so I thought that was uh, very introspective on his part. Um, during the interview, the very first thing that, he, first names out of his mouth uh, from, uh, tell us about some players that are making noise. Uh, the first two names actually were both safeties. Uh, Keaton Crawford, uh, who Eric Nalene today in the uh, Humidor. Uh, the Humidor is a, a special article uh, written weekly uh, by the InsideTexas.com staff. Uh, that's kind of an insider piece. Uh, Naline specifically mentioned Crawford as someone that is gaining praise at one safety spot, at the free safety spot, and it's allowing Texas potentially to move others to compete, uh, including J.D. Coffee to compete for the strong safety role Uh, up against Anthony Cook, a returning nickelback starter uh, from a year ago that's moved to to strong safety or boundary safety, I guess, is the more appropriate term in this defense. Uh, But he mentioned Keaton uh, – Morrow mentioned Keaton Crawford as well as Maurice Blackwell. Blackwell played a little bit of safety last year, played some hybrid linebacker stuff. Um, But uh, that's one of the first times I've heard his name, and it wasn't – it was interesting because it wasn't just once – that Ojomo mentioned Blackwell's name. He came back later in the interview and mentioned it again. Uh, So that's going to be one that I I try to watch uh, as spring progresses to see if the Arlington Martin product uh, keeps putting it out there. Um, Next thing uh, Ojomo mentioned that I want to talk about is he confirmed what we've been reporting at Inside Texas, that Texas is looking at more three-down linemen looks given the issue they have right now on the edge. And they, until O'Shawn Mathis uh, is, you know, decides on Texas, Texas has really got a bunch of young guys at, at defensive end. Uh, and so what Texas is trying to do, and this is how O'Jomo put it, he said, I don't think it's any um, big thing to say that our defensive tackle room is, or our room is the deepest on the defense. And he's right. That's something that Ian Boyd and I have both mentioned, as well as others that follow the team. Um, and so what they're going to do, he said, is they are working on more three down looks. Uh, so you would actually have two defensive tackles and a nose on the, uh, in, the, in the game at the same time, as opposed to two inside guys and two edge guys. Uh, obviously, uh, O'Shawn Mathis' uh, arrival may change that somewhat, uh, but Texas, it seems, is trying to figure out a way to get more of those interior guys on the field at the same time, since they are... Uh, ostensibly the, the deepest position on defense. I think it's a smart move. Uh, he also said that the uh, defensive coordinator, Pete Kwiatkowski, he felt like uh, Kwiatkowski was asserting himself more uh, deeply uh, this year on the field, uh, getting a little bit no, more familiar, more familiarity with players, what they can and can't do, uh, and just normal second year type of stuff learning. Uh, and this is something that we've talked about, uh, more than once, uh, where we think that Texas is going to be better on defense this year just by having the same defensive style and coordinator, largely. I mean, it's been so long since Texas has had that. Uh, they went from, from uh, who did they, I can't remember who they had before. Uh, oh, Todd Orlando to Chris Ash uh, to then uh, Pete Kwiatkowski in the last three years alone. So it's been change, change, change. And now, uh, that for the first time in a couple of years, they're actually uh, going to have some consistency there and uh, expect that to pay some dividends. Um, another player uh, that uh, Moro called out in a positive fashion uh, was Ovio Gufu. Uh, he was talking about players that he thought had the right mindset and were ready to go and dialed in, I guess is a, 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 the best way to put it. Uh, Ojomo said that Ogufu was ready. "Quote: He's got the right man- mindset. He's ready to boom," and and I took that to mean that he's 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 more prepared this year than he was a year ago. Uh, he's uh, you know just dialed in, uh, for lack of a better term, uh, which is a great thing. Overall, uh, Ojomo also said that he thinks that the the places that they're still looking to improve on the team are no different than what we've been reporting. Uh, uh, at inside Texas for quite a while, and that's defensive end, which we went over. It's also uh, at the uh, safety spot and then along the offensive line. As it relates to the offensive line, uh, Ojomo said that, you know, in his opinion, they're getting better, but there's getting ready to be, he acknowledged. there's getting re- ready to be competition on the on the way. He mentioned young Cole Hudson as a promising young player uh, who is uh, probably better than his freshman. Uh, orientation type situation uh he said that christian note christian jones the uh junior offensive tackle that started for the horns a year ago needs to figure it out he still has some uh, work ahead of him to get better uh then he also said that andre Kerrich and jalen garth they still need to grow up they've still got growth ahead of them uh and so it's clear that the interior he did not mention the interior of the defense of the offensive line with junior Angalau, uh Hay- hayden connor i think is uh, starting at this point, and then uh, also Jake Majors at center, but he did mention all all the tackle prospects, and he has not been. He said he was hasn't been shy. He's mentioned those those young guys that are coming in to the to the existing players, and you know it, it's time for everybody in uh, Ojomo's world to either you know step up and step to the line and take on the challenge, or uh, you know let's let's put the, let's put the best players in there to win. Um, I, uh, I, I, also want to say one more thing about, yeah, two other things to say about the edge players, uh, that are, that are interesting to me, uh, outside of Ovi Ogufu. Uh, he did talk a little bit about, uh, Prince Dorba. He said, I, th- I think he may be starting to figure it out, um, you know, for the first time. That's a, that's good news because he's, he's a primary backup or potentially a primary backup to Ogufu. Um, but also he, he mentioned Uh, young Baron Sorrell. He says he's young, but he's eager to be great. And that's a direct quote, eager to be great. Uh, And I think we all know and understand uh, what exactly that means when uh, the value of it, really, when you commit yourself to something uh, and want to be that way, uh, you're definitely, you know, it's shoot for the stars, you may hit the moon at least. Uh, And so that's great to see uh, and hear about Baron Sorrell, the sophomore out of the New Orleans area. The other young guy he you mentioned was Justice Finkley, a young man that we've chronicled here at uh, Inside Texas quite a bit. Uh, the true freshman from uh, Alabama. Uh, he said the, the word for him was he's powerful. Uh, so even for a freshman, he feels that, that he is a powerful uh, personality or powerful uh, player uh, and someone that, that he thinks can, can really uh, be a help. Like he said, he will help this year, I think is, is the exact quote uh, of, of the uh, whole situation. Um, in general, I, you know, I take all this and I wanted to mention, and I felt like I needed to, to talk about Ojomo uh, today, not just to, to pass along the information uh, that he uh, gave the media yesterday and was uh, honest and open about. Uh, you really, these type of interviews, I felt like so many interviews are rehearsed, uh, their uh, platitudes, their cliches. Um, this was not, and uh, he held court for about. I think the tape lasted that I got it lasted 25 minutes. Uh, usually those things 10, 15 minutes tops, and and it's over with. But he was very gracious with his time, uh, and really, you learn about not only the player himself, but by proxy some of the team. Uh, And they're feeling at this point. And it's clear uh, that Moro Ojomo is tired of losing. um, And he's tired of the excuses that come with it. Um, He speaks heavily uh, about his desire to feel what it feels like to be a big winner. Um, he, He mentioned, I need to go ask Keelan. And he's talking about Keelan Robinson, what it feels like. I mean, is this the way it feels? What should we be doing differently right now? to prepare for the season, because Keelan obviously has been there on a big winning team before at Alabama. I think that, that that's important. Uh, you're, you have a senior that, like I said earlier, is literally trying to get better. Um, he's trying to lead by example, and he's a good player. He's not the team's best player, uh, much like Roshan Johnson is not a better running back uh, than Bijan John Robinson. Uh, but that doesn't always matter. Uh, You need teammates, you need good people that are leading the right way uh, with honesty and integrity and effort. Um, And I think that Ojomo, uh, you know, I'm not in the room or at practice every day, uh, but from his appearance in the media, as well as what I do here from behind the scenes, he's one of those guys that everyone can rely on. Uh, He talks about being a mentor uh, to uh, a group of young people. Um, and explains to them, uh, quite frankly, when I say young people, young players on the team, he explains to them that he came in with a lot of talented guys in his his uh, recruiting class, and not all of them flourished. They thought they were going to flourish. They thought that they were going to do well, but you know they didn't necessarily put all the effort and all they had into it. And four years later, they're either not here or not really. You know, they didn't really make the most out of their opportunity of being at the University of Texas. And so he is one of the, the leaders of that. And he's, it's an accountability group is what he called it. Uh, but yet again, it's, it's another example, I think, of his leadership and what it means uh, to the program. Um, I, am a, I am a big believer after hearing all of this. I hope it, hope it comes across. I'm a big believer in uh, Moro Ojomo and what he means uh, to the Texas program. Um, Longhorns, uh, uh, I appreciate y'all listening to this. Uh, we will have more. I, I've got another podcast coming or video cast coming tomorrow. It's going to be on college football. I spoke with Mike Hugonin, the, uh, college football sports editor at on 3com about college football as whole. We talked about everything from NIL, uh, the coaching carousel programs that are in free fall right now. Uh, we hit a lot of topics, Uh, And I'll be publishing that as soon as I get a chance uh, on Saturday morning, I think. Uh, So thank you so much for listening. This has been Bobby Burton with On Texas Football. Appreciate it.